three, two, one, roll the footage. Welcome back, everybody, to the Strategy Sprints podcast. I'm your host, Simon Severino, and my guest today is the owner of Belk Detailing, founder of the Student Hustles podcast and future financial representative for Synergy Wealth Solutions. Welcome, everybody, Josh Belk. Thank you very much for having me, Simon. I appreciate it. Cool to have you here, and you have a great CEO tip for us, how to maintain a five-star review, charge high prices, and do a great work, even if you are just one year into the game. So, Josh, what are you currently creating? Yeah, so right now I'm working on, I'm a student right now in college, senior year. So I'll be finishing up my finance degree at Missouri State University. And I'm also then building, and I've been building for about a year now, uh, belt detailing with my brother. And it's something that I got inspiration from is I've always kind of been entrepreneurial driven and I've always had a lot of these like side hustles uh, throughout high school and college. I've done stuff from Amazon FBA, lost $6,000 doing that, sold Supreme and other kind of like, limited edition shoes and stuff like that made, I think $2,000 in like, 15 minutes with that. And now with Belk mobile detailing in the last year, we've generated over $38,000 in sales with that. So that's my side hustle you could say for right now. And you're and you're you are one year into the game, and you have a five star review and charge high prices. Who is your ideal client? So ideally, our client is someone that is a higher earner, high net worth individual, someone that earns ideally enough money to be able to afford a nice vehicle, and at the same time wants to keep their vehicle clean on a regular basis. That is the person that we are trying to reach more of. However, over the last year, the person that we tend to reach the most of are the moms with the minivans constantly running around, traveling, taking their kids from point A to point B, and they need their car cleaned. Um, and rather than having someone else do it, a lot of the times they might be older, so they might not necessarily be have the ability to clean it, at least deep clean it. And they don't have the time either with kids. So those tend to be the people over the past year that are the most likely to uh, be a client of ours. You use referrals, you use Facebook, and uh, you use follow-up. Can you share with us what's what's working well for you? Yeah, Facebook has been ridiculous. Just two weeks, three weeks ago or so, uh, we had a lot of snow here in the United States. And... After that snowstorm, there, there was a lot of people in the business that tend to think of stuff negatively. It's like, oh, I can't detail cars because there's snow on the ground. Well, I see this as the perfect opportunity to market right afterwards because whenever there's snow and there's salt, everyone needs to have their cars cleaned right afterwards. So I ran a $25 Facebook ad, only $25, targeting the people that we usually target. I was targeting ideally people over 50 years old, primarily targeting women within like a 10 square square mile radius of Springfield on Facebook, very general. And with that $25 ad, we were able to book about $3,000 in business. So Facebook has been absolutely amazing. Uh, referrals, of course, someone will, as long as we do a good job and deliver on the service, they'll tell all their friends and family. We have people, whenever we're doing the details that will walk over neighbors and ask us about our services, uh, as well as I follow up with every single customer at least 24 hours after each detail just to ask them how things went. And I think that's really been the one thing that's helped 
maintain and, and get so many five-star reviews because our reviews exceed anyone for the amount of time that we've been in business here um, in our local city. And that comes, I think, from following up with every person. Where do you send them to for reviews, Google? Google, yep. Originally, it was Facebook. However, uh, Google, just the SEO on Google, it's something that we've wanted to build out a little bit more than the Facebook reviews. I'm so curious who you nominate for the Strategy Award after one word from our sponsors. Hey, if you love what you are hearing, you will love our free masterclasses. Go grab them at strategysprints.com. Of all the cool cats, you can only pick one. Who do you pick? I'm going to nominate my good friend, Brian Stovall, who's also my co-host on my Student Hustles podcast. And he's done a lot of great things when it comes to uh, sneaker reselling. Um, I think he'd be a really great guest to have on. Super cool. And tell us about your podcast. When did you start? Why did you start? Yeah, so Student Hustles is all about trying to inspire and show off ways that students, someone that's in high school or in college can start some kind of business. So I'm wanting to talk to people, entrepreneurs that are doing something that a student could do, someone that's in school, someone without a degree, um, without a whole lot of experience could do. And we've had everyone on from people who do like health insurance, a little bit more uh, specialized. And then we've had people that do a lot of SEO content work. Uh, we've had on um, Nick Looper, who's got uh, the side hustle show and he's seen a lot of stuff. So he was really able to share his story and kind of how he would think someone as a student could grow their entrepreneurial business. So it's really all just shaped around people that are still in school and how they could become entrepreneurial. Oh, I wish I had this when I was studying at university. I had no idea. I had absolutely no idea of what the economy is, what you can do, what, what is the whole thing, what are the single parts, what can you start, how can you start, no idea. And I was just asking people and they had no clue either. So we were just making things up. Exactly. Basically. Exactly, yeah. And, and oftentimes when you listen to these the, the entrepreneurs that are at the top, the entrepreneurs who have already done everything, they can become very separated from where they actually started. They'll say, oh, it only takes A, B, and C to get started. It's very simple. When in reality, those years on the come up, it was much more complicated and they were probably doing, they're probably struggling a lot more than they think that they were now. It's looking back at it, we tend to only see the positives and things, at least I do, at least looking back at uh, whenever I started. So that's why kind of being in it as a student, I think that it provides a different perspective for other students. Yes. The, the best teacher is usually the teacher who is two curves ahead of you and not three mountains ahead of you because the teacher three mountains ahead, he completely forgot what the first mountain was. Yeah, I like that analogy a lot. <laughs> so the teacher doesn't even need to be the best, the most competent in terms of content or skills, but fresh in memory. He just did it and can tell you uh, how it was and what not to do. Three books that inspired you most. Sure, so I would say the first one, and this is probably gonna be the same as everyone, is, but I think that that's for a good reason, is uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That's the book that I read because it's very easy to comprehend. And it's it's someone, for someone as a student, it helps me to understand like cash flow and like the importance of creating cash flow and not just working constantly for your money, letting your money work for you. In fact, my senior quote when I was in high school was uh, Robert Kiyosaki's quote, 
uh, don't work for money, but let, let your money work for you. And I get a lot of people that ask me about that or joke around that now. I don't think a lot of people understand what that means really yet, uh, but I hope that one day uh, those people will. The second book I would say is Living with Seal uh, by Jesse Itzler, which he has on um, David Goggins. Have you Are you familiar with that book? Yeah, I, I like Jesse and uh, I, I, I met David Goggins through him. It's amazing. I heard okay. the book also. It's, it's amazing. I think that that's such a like motivational book just to see someone like that and kind of where he's come from and then reflecting on Jesse uh, and then even even David's uh, other book now that he's had. Um, I forget the exact name of it. Can you help me out on that? Uh, I don't know his newest newest. He, he, he wrote another one. David David Goggins did not Jesse. David wrote a new one and it is very good talking just about his life story. Um, I would say recommend that one just for motivational just to show how some people can come up and do so many great things and, and how you can like inspire motivation from people like those as well. Um, my third book would be how to win friends and influence people. I think that that one's just an overall good one, especially for positivity and just helping to communicate with people, be positive and, and understand human psychology. I think that that's something that a lot of people, they leave out in business. And that's something that I've neglected for a long time. And now I'm really trying to figure out how to communicate with people better. So what Jesse did for the people who didn't read the book, he he took a Navy SEAL and not just any Navy SEAL, but the most disciplined, the most <laughs> hardcore Navy SEAL. And he, and he said, come live with me and train me, which basically means that he, he made his life miserable every day because he came up every day with something more crazy than the day before. And uh, he did it because he wanted this. He wanted this disruption of his normal life, of his habits, and to be kicked out of his comfort zone every day. And uh, and he wrote a book about this. It's amazing. Yeah, it's it's a funny book also. Yes, it uh, is very funny and it's very motivational. I think for anyone that's like wanted to do something more, that wants to push themselves and do things that are hard every day. And Jesse really was able to get the full experience with David. And, and, you know, Jesse is somebody he, he doesn't need to. So he could just enjoy his life. That's it. He, he doesn't need to work. He doesn't need to do anything. And he brings into his life somebody who, who will make his life miserable just for the sake of becoming uncomfortable, uh, comfortable with the uncomfortable. Yes. That's it. That's the only thing because that keeps you sharp and that keeps you on your toes as an entrepreneur. That's how much an entrepreneur, Jesse, is, is amazing. Yep. Okay. And um, your podcast, um, what, uh, what, are, what are people uh, asking for? Do, do you engage with your, with your people? What, what's on their mind, the students that listen to your podcast? Yeah, so most of the, the journey for student hustles is more me and my co-host Brian trying to document conversations with other entrepreneurs. And I got this whole idea to do something, put it out to the public after reading Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss, which is another really good book. And and Tim, he, he compiled all of these entrepreneurial conversations he's had with, with people like top athletes, top, business, top businessmen, um, very, very smart people in general and wise people. He compiled conversations, interviews, podcasts with these people. And then he wrote a book about it. It's essentially something that he can look back on from all these people he's learned from in his life. 
uh, for any time, whenever something's hard or he doesn't know how to figure something out, he can look back and learn from them. And I figured recording my conversations with other student entrepreneurs would be very good, not just for people out in the public, for other students, but also for myself. And it also provides another median for myself to look back at at a later date. I try to journal every single day uh, to write down my thoughts, write down kind of what I'm feeling and and what I'm doing on a daily basis. And I think that that's so important to look back at at a later date. I one, one day I have an idea to write a book about my own journey and my showing my thoughts over my journey of success. And that way you can really discover how my brain was operating and what I was thinking every single day throughout the come up. And so this is just another median, the podcast, uh, listening to audio and being able to, to hear that kind of form of communication. I think it's just another way to document that. Um, so there, there isn't a whole lot of communication necessarily right now with our audience. Um, it's more or less just for me and Brian, if that makes sense. Sure. Uh, because I'm thinking, I, I guess a community element would be cool because students like to connect and they are, they are a lot on their phone. So hmm. it would be a community that where you can ask questions for before the episode, um, to your show, that might be something that they like and the, where you get um, ideas uh, from for the next episodes. Yeah, I really like that idea. And I think that I've had ideas like that come up in my head about like creating essentially like a social media more or less for student entrepreneurs, I think would be really cool. Um, just creating time for that and with the rest of like the priorities. I think one of the biggest lessons I've learned as of recently is like committing to one thing or another. And I think I see one of the most concerning things I've seen with student entrepreneurs in general and maybe entrepreneurs as a whole is not committing to one thing. And they dabble in a lot of things. They have three different businesses going on. Like, as you heard, I've said, I'm a student. I have my detailing business going on. I'm becoming a financial representative or a financial advisor as well as I'm building the student also's podcast. And then my brain's constantly scanning for more stuff too. And I think that that can actually be really detrimental because then you never actually become great at one thing. And I've learned within the last few months that in order to become great at one thing, you need to focus on one thing. And the whole idea of like diversification, I think is uh, overlooked because I think people fail to realize that people that diversify became great at one thing first and then they diversified. So I'm really cutting down almost everything I have to focus on becoming a financial advisor to help people to pursue uh, the, the creating wealth for themselves, building generational wealth and creating financial freedom for themselves and for their families. So everything else is going to be kind of slimming down on that time to really focus on that one thing. That is full of wisdom. And from somebody who is 41 years old, I can also add to that, fall in love with the problem, but not with the solution and allow yourself to try different things before you decide on the one thing, then go with the one thing. But for example, uh, financial, financial literacy, financial freedom, um, what is the problem behind that? So why do we want financial freedom? What is the one thing that bothers us if we don't have it? And fall in love with that because the solutions in the next 20 years, 30 years of your career, the solutions will change, especially since technology will change. So for example, you might right now help people with spreadsheets, but in one year you might just be live on Clubhouse helping people. 
and being paid for that. So the technology of your solution will change, but the problem will always stay the same. I want freedom because. And so if you focus on one problem, you, are, you have a very long road to go and, and the rest will change. And the second thing, yes, focus on one thing. Absolutely. I do only one thing. But uh, it took me 20 years to find that one thing. So allow yourself also, if you are in, in your 20s, uh, allow yourself for that thing to emerge. Uh, and in order for it to emerge, you have to try many different stages. Like maybe you are good with video, but not with audio. Maybe images or words front line or second line, copywriter or improviser, producer or alchemist. You know, many things you have to find out where you are best at, product or sales. And you cannot know it unless you don't test these things and also different contexts, different languages. And then, of, but I'm with you, as soon as you find something that works, when it clicks, then there is just one decision double down on that and cancel everything else. And do you think that that is something that will usually stand out to people? Do you think that that one thing that you say it clicks, do you think that that's something that you'll just know when it hits and until you figure that out, you just have to keep trying new things? Yes, it's a mix, you know, and you measure. So uh, it's your it's your gut feeling. You, you, it's the part of yourself that just recognizes this as being your true purpose. So you will feel it, but also your numbers will tell. Like the number of people who call you in a week and say, hey, I have a financial question. That's a signal. That's a, a weak signal. And uh, when you get these signals, plus your feeling that, yes, this is where I belong. This is what I'm meant to do. These two things together, you are on it, focus on it. And when we say focus on it, you just add the things that nurture it. Hmm. You yeah, might do it on seven platforms. You might, you might do it from Facebook to Clubhouse, but it's only one thing that you do there. Financial freedom, financial freedom, financial freedom for students. Hmm. Uh, I like that a lot. And yeah, that, that's exactly that financial freedom for students is one of the biggest audience, I think. Because I think starting young to understand like building wealth and just like the the thought process behind building wealth is something that it's much easier to learn when you're younger. You know, you tend to, as you get older, it becomes harder to learn new things, at least for most people. Uh, your brain becomes a little bit more established. And, and that's why like learning a language is a lot easier whenever you're a kid versus whenever you're in your 20s even. Um, so I think that even building up financial literacy, understanding creation of wealth and financial freedom at a young age is so important. And Another thing that I'm also been thinking about too is just the whole thought process of you not liking to do something because you're not good at it and therefore learning to become good at it to enjoy doing it. So I don't really know what it all to how to put that into what you just said because I believe 100% in what you just said too. And there's also then that thought it's like, well, if I start anything and Usually when you start anything, you're not very good at it to start. Some things you have a slight advantage than others. Like some kids, whenever they start playing baseball, they're better at it than they were at soccer, right? As a kid. And then they, they tend to like doing baseball because they're good at it. And then I think at a certain point then you kind of get into a very competitive sense and you might not be very good compared to others, other, other 
young kids and students. Um, and then you kind of tend to like dislike it as much. So I've noticed that with things that I do, the things that I'm good at, I want to spend more time at. Um, and therefore the things that I'm not good at it, I think the way to become and the way to enjoy it and become good at it is by doing them a lot. It's the same thing with the gym. Like I, I started working out at a very young age and I love going to the gym now, but I'm also very good at it and I can lift a lot of weight in the gym and I look good and I've seen results. But the only reason why I do is because I've done it over and over again. And I've become good at it because whenever I started, I hated it. I didn't want to go. I looked, I looked bad. Other people looked better than me. They lifted more weight. Um, the only way that I learned to do it was just say, I'm going to do it anyway, cause it's good for me. And I did it over and over again, built the habit on the days I didn't want to go. I kept going. And now that I'm good at it, I love to go and I go every single day because of that. Exactly. And the first deadlift is not enjoyable and, uh, and your first PR is not enjoyable. <laughs> so it, it becomes enjoyable. So I think liking is not the most important thing, but this feeling to know that this is the place where you belong and this is the, the topic or the problem that that you are here to solve yes and then in the knowledge that not every single lift will be fun because it won't yes <laughs> weightlifting is a perfect example because weightlifting is never fun uh in the moment itself it's just intense pain but uh three hours later you're high and then uh you get acquainted to that frequency of being being high three hours later and uh, and you make you embrace the pain as part of the game simon what do you think about this is, so some some evenings i will be like i'll be like okay i could be watching netflix or a movie right now like that's what sounds fun to do and that's what's on my brain i'm a very highly conscientious person so i'll be like my, my brain's always constantly thinking and some people can probably relate to that I think it depends on if you're high, like in certain, uh, like the big five traits, but I'm very high in conscientiousness. So I'm always thinking in my head, I'm always in my head. So some nights I'll be like, okay, I could watch Netflix or a movie right now. Like that sounds really enjoyable. Um, but instead I'm like, well, it would probably be better for my long-term goals to actually be working instead or studying instead. And sometimes I think to myself, if I just were to do that one thing that I don't want to do right now, just like going to the gym. Even though I don't really want to do it, I think that I'll become better at it. And I think that that'll be good for me in the end because I'm building up that muscle. You know, I'm building up my brain muscle. I'm getting used to doing these things. And then eventually it kind of becomes habit. Is there anything like that, like in your life that like you can relate to? Absolutely. So the best idea that I had was to 15 years ago to kick out the TV screen from our home. So I have two boys and they don't know what a TV is. They just don't know it. Uh, and and so activities instead of passive consumption, that has been a great idea. So in that time, because especially Netflix is so good that it, it is addictive. And um, if you compound the amounts of hours, you could do so cool stuff. It's much better to do some sports uh, or to meet friends or to do dinners uh, and, and have great conversations. Uh, for example, I have started now, uh, I have a coach, I'm doing freestyle rap. I'm learning to freestyle rap with 41 years old. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I cannot even speak very well English, but I'm learning to freestyle rap. It's just a hobby and uh, it, it it's fun. It's primarily fun, but it also cultivates skills that I can use the next day when I talk. Um, and um, And this is something, if I put in two hours every evening in that, 
I can rap in half a year. And so, and that would be just watching Narcos and 24, <laughs> basically, it's the alternative. Right? Yep. <laughs> exactly. And yeah, that's, guess, that's good. That's really where I like, I start to think because I've, I've in the past, I've like looked back and I'm like, okay, I wish that I was ahead, more ahead right now than I was, than where I currently am. Like, I wish that I had done more stuff one year ago and I built that habit up. So that way I'd be a better person today. And I, I had felt like that, like, uh, maybe a summer ago or so. And I wrote in my journal about how I felt like that. And I had said, well, maybe the way to look at it is to say, what am I going to be in a year? And how do I get to that point within a year? Where do I, where do I want to be at? What kind of person do I want to be in one year? And then how do I get there? What habits do I need to do today to get to that point? And while they may suck, they may not be enjoyable today. They're going to get me to that point where that's at least where I think that I want to be at. And I think that that'll end up making me feel better. So I try to go to bed every single night, like completely wiped. Like I want to go to, I want to go to bed. I want to put my head on the, the pillow and just fall asleep immediately because I've worked so hard. And often I do do that. Some nights my entrepreneurial brain is thinking about more ideas, but nonetheless, I want to just give it my all every single day. And that way I can feel like I'm fulfilled. Like it's not the temporary um, expediencies and, and happiness that you experience, but it's like trying to, trying to win. You know, it's, it's trying to, to reach those goals. And even if that takes something that I don't necessarily want to do in the moment, I feel like doing those things anyway, because it's going to reach me, my long-term goal ends up making me feel better. Yes. I remember at your age, for me, the most impactful thing was taking on responsibility because the main difference is, do I have responsibility or I don't have any responsibility? Uh, that was for me around age 20, that was my most important um, shift from now I take on responsibility. I will be measured by something. I am accountable for something. People need me for something to deliver it every day. That is the, the huge differentiator. The rest, you have so much energy, you can do whatever you want. You don't even to, uh, need to sleep a lot. You, you regenerate a lot. So the rest just do what, what's fun. But remember one thing, responsibility. Yeah, I really, really like that. And that actually resonates really hard with me because when you think about like a business owner of a company, they are responsible for every single person in that business. And therefore, the more responsibility that you can take on, the more people that you can hire, you then become it becomes not about you. It becomes about them. And therefore you show up to work a lot of the days for them. And I'm sure that's the same way with kids. Um, I even noticed myself, even with my own self, whenever I moved out of my house, my mom's house, I moved into my own, my own place. And now I'm responsible for all those things that you have to take care of in your own home, um, in your own room, keeping things clean, doing the dishes, making your dinner, that responsibility then actually fuels me to do more things. Exactly. Where can people stick around and uh, um, share the journey with you? Yeah, so I want to become more active on LinkedIn, and I will becoming more active once I finish out my school journey, especially as I start my uh, my financial representative role. So LinkedIn is probably a great place, and it's just Joshua Belk. And then also the Student Hustles podcast, anyone that wants to listen to that, I'd really appreciate it, uh, especially someone that is a student or a young entrepreneur and that are just looking for other entrepreneurs to kind of gain inspiration from the people that are in the trenches uh, at a young age. I think that that's probably a good place as well to reach out to me. Um, you can also check out my mobile detailing business uh, at Belk Mobile Detailing on Facebook. 
and our website is is belkmobiledetailing.com as well. My brother, he's going to be kind of the one that that switches over and takes over that and I'm trying to build it up right now to kind of so that he can see the long-term vision of it. Um, so that is another place if, if you want to kind of see what I'm doing over there. Super cool. Who should be my next guest? Um, I would think that Brian, Brian Stovall, the same person that I had recommended earlier, I think that he would be a great guest. Uh, my co-host also on the Student Else's podcast, I feel like he's got to be the one that I recommend uh, just being that he is so wise and he has really shown me so much um, as far as thinking and just overall uh how to how to look at life and interact with people super cool thank you so much josh for being on the show and come back soon all right thank you simon i really appreciate avoid trying to do thousands of things that doesn't work we have 274 templates for your business success reach your ambitious goals with one-on-one sprint coach we double your revenue in 90 days